All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Through the Garden, take three, episode three. Uh, today is January 25th, and boys, down go the Packers. Uh, great weekend. It's a great weekend. Uh, Alex, I'm going to let you start because you told me the Packers were going to win, and you lied to me. They should, like, in, in all honesty, they really should have won that game. They should have won that game. <laughs> I, I mean, 100%. They, they, they really should have. They should have. They should have won that. They should have closed it out. Purdy looked terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I will say um, I had a terrible gambling. And we'll get we'll get into all the games, but I had a terrible gambling day going into that game. I put everything I had left in the account on a first touchdown from George Kittle. We're back. Ooh, Bam. There you go. It was incredible. Uh, don't okay. don't worry. Right. I lost all of it after that, but I hit <laughs> it. So there we go. Uh, yeah, uh, Jordan, I know you have some pretty thoughts, but uh, he looked bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this whole season has kind of been like a reminder of like where the Bears were with Rex Grossman. Oh, uh, no. Is it a good party? Is it going to be bad party? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it was bad Brock party on, uh, this past weekend, and... Honestly, if I'm the 49ers, I think I'm concerned about the quarterback spot. Here's the thing, though. He got it done when it when he needed back against the wall. He went down the field, got it done, gave it to Christian McCaffrey and he did the rest. It took Jordan Love making his best Brett Favre impression uh, (laughs) to get it done. That's true. He did have a lot of time. uh, We found out this week that Shanahan wanted to get Brady uh, for this season. I'm like, okay, if Shanahan is trying to get a quarterback in. He might know that Purdy might not be the guy. Yeah, in long term yeah maybe. Maybe so. Uh, Alex, you're the uh, residential uh, 49ers fan, so uh, I would like to give you the floor here. <laughs> 49ers fan in quotes. Yeah, I, yes, I got my yes. first 49ers t-shirt as I uh, – I got that a few weeks ago as my backup if I just want to decide to sure. leave Bears fandom sure. for good. But yeah. uh, you can call me the residential 49ers fan. I, I'm cool with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the way that game started off, I thought, oh, no. Are the Packers really going to roll away with this? And, look, I look at the 49ers right now, and you think, okay, there's a few things you could say, like, Hey, it, they did have a bye week, right? And sometimes the bye week isn't always advantageous when you have a week off and you're not you. Oh, we lost Alex for a minute. Uh, I'll yeah, fill in. So uh, <laughs> might be a little fresher in terms there of is. how you feel, but you know there's something to be said. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we lost you for a second, but I know what you were saying. Uh, the the. So with the the bye week, you know, there there there's always the rest versus rust debate. You never know what you're gonna get. Uh we'll get to the Ravens. I wanna I just wanna just crap on the Packers as much as possible to open this. Uh but you you always have the debate, rest versus rust. Honestly, we saw a little bit of both from the Niners. We saw the rest be impactful. Christian McCaffrey, a healthy Christian McCaffrey just running all over him. We saw oh, the yeah. rust from Brock Purdy doing whatever the hell he was doing. But at the end of the day, Pack- or the Niners got the job done and the Packers did not. And the Niners are moving on. And I would still say the Niners are a team I would not want to play right now. Because if Brock Purdy figures it out, you got George Kittle, you got Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Debo Samuel, we'll see if he's healthy. We'll see if he plays. He went out early in the game. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if he plays. Defense looks okay. Like, not they're not... They're not at the place that they were at the beginning of the season, uh, but they maybe will be okay. Uh, they're going to go against the Lions. We'll talk about the Lions, but I don't know if I want to play the Diners. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of reminds me of like a young Patriots team with Tom Brady, how at the end of the game, Brady always just made the play that he had to make to get the Patriots over the hump, and yeah. I think that's where we are with Purdy. I know it took that Jordan Love interception, and Purdy was awful for most of that game. Yeah. Uh, but as was the case many times this season, he came through at the end. Yeah, he came through at the end. And then the Packers, I, I mean, Jordan Love, just just chef's kiss uh, interception at the end there. <laughs> perfect Brett Favre, uh, perfect Brett Favre imitation. 
Uh, it looked exactly like the play that Brett Favre did at the end of the Saints NFC Championship game when he was with the Vikings. Just chef's kiss, absolutely perfect. Loved it times a million. Um, and yeah, it was perfect. It was, it was everything I wanted and more. I got to do my celebration video that I've been doing every, <laughs> every year now. Uh, it's the greatest tradition in sports. Me cheersing the camera because the Packers failed again. Um, and I just have to give a shout out to George Kittle, uh, oh major bears fan. And I, I, I bears, yeah, it still makes me mad. Bears had a chance to take him and said they took Adam Shaheen, but we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, George Kittle just said he at the end of his press conference, he was like, look, I grew up a Bears fan. I'm happy to do them favors. And then he says, duh, Bears and walks right. off like you, sir, can be a bear for life, even if you never play for the Bears, because he hates the Packers. He went on McAfee. And this he's week. done that multiple times. Oh, yeah. yep. too. Oh, he yeah. has. Yeah, Honestly, he is. He has knocked out in. I think he's been in the league eight years now. He has knocked the Packers out three times in the playoffs. He is three and zero against the Packers in the playoffs. The Packers, go ahead. The go Packers ahead. have been knocked out by the 49ers multiple. Like, uh-huh. uh, let's see, it was oh, yeah. 2012, 2013, 2019, yeah. 2021, and now 2023. You know, the the 49ers are the gift that keeps on giving for multiple reasons. First off, their their uniforms are incredible. They are oh, like beautiful. the epitome yes, of perfection in the National Football League. Yeah, uh, they beat the Packers whenever we need them to. And they're a great place for people that we love. Robbie Gold, Spice Adams, and now George Kittle. Like, I I have never hated the 49ers. They will always have a place in my heart. Um, I I can't say I'm a 49ers fan, but they definitely have my vote to win the Super Bowl this year, if they would like to, of course. (laughs) Yeah, they're a fun team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So, yes, Packers lose. Thank God we don't have to do that. Um, so now we can get to the game that came before that. Uh, the, the Ravens just took care of business against the Texans. Kind of what we expected. Uh, the Texans really put up a fight in the first half and then Lamar just Lamar all over their faces. He confirmed that he's the MVP. No doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, he took, he took over the game, uh, and, and made it his Baltimore was rocking. I can't wait to see next week because I think they're going to be so loud there. It's going to be an afternoon so. game. It's going to be so awesome. But, yeah. Uh, Alex, what did you think of the Ravens on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I mean, frankly, I thought that was just a case of, hey, Texans, you got nothing to be ashamed of. You just got beat by a more experienced, better team. I think Amen. it's as simple as that. Yeah, and the yep. Texans' future is so bright. Uh, CJ, yes, Stroud, CJ Stroud is that dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, their head coach is – just an incredible leader. They all love him. They all want to fight for him. And that we could be seeing a, a giving of the torch here or the passing of the torch with uh, the Texans kind of taking it from the Jags who took it for a minute. But if yeah. CJ Stroud is going to be the quarterback of the Houston Texans, that might be their division for a very long time because it I don't know. Very well. Be, I yeah. don't know what's happening in Jacksonville. Tennessee right. doesn't have anything going for him right now. And Indy is like the perfect middle-of-the-road team. They're never going to be good. They're never going to be bad. So this could be their division for a very long time. I think so. And Stroud just adds to what's an incredible quarterback picture in the AFC, where you have legitimately seven, eight quarterbacks who on any given Sunday can prove to be the best quarterback in the league. It's going to be a fun next five, seven, ten years watching that. Definitely. Definitely. But props to props to Baltimore. They're the number one yes. seed. They're the best team in the NFL right now. Um, yeah. I think, ooh, my phone is on loud. That never happens. I got a new phone, guys. I can I can hear it all. <laughs> I know. Congrats. Uh, yeah, that was ESPN. Shout out them. Uh, we'll get to Was it the... KD in a scuffle? Is uh, that what you got? Was that me, the update you got? Let me see if my face can reach the camera from here. Uh, yes, KD in a scuffle, and then the mad face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we can, I mean, we can talk about KD in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Ravens—they were my pick. They've been my pick for the Super Bowl for a while now. Uh, I will be rooting for the 49ers for the foreseeable future because of George Kittle. Um, but yeah. the Ravens—I mean, that—that's the team to beat right now in the NFL. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's yeah. 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 So, all right, let's roll to Sunday. 
Uh, Sunday we had two <laughs> we had two fun games, right? Uh, Lions take care of the Buccaneers. They win their second home playoff game. Uh, they may have as many home playoff wins as the Bears in the last three decades or whatever. <laughs> not yeah. not quite because you know we did go to a Super Bowl and then we had right. the one. They need so. one more. They need one more to tie. Uh, it's not gonna happen this year. God forbid they get another one. Uh, Detroit's a scary place to play football right now. Yes, it is. Uh, watching that crowd on Sunday, uh, they were just electric. Tampa Bay looked just completely phased by the noise. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to go against what Detroit does at home. Yeah. And, uh, what do you guys think about what happened at the end of the game? The Bucks had plenty of time and a timeout and, and Todd Bowles just folded. Yeah, that was so odd to see. Uh, they were talking on 6-7 the score today that had that happened in Chicago, we would still be talking about it today as if it just happened yesterday. That's how upset we would be. Um, and it's just weird to not see pushback Yeah, they were. Like, on yeah, that the, move. Yeah, the people in Tampa Bay were almost defending the move. It was like, we right. didn't have a chance. I was like, didn't you want to try? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a divisional round, and I was just shocked, too, that Baker Mayfield took it because Baker, who kind of goes against the right, establishment yeah. whenever he can, was just like, yeah, oh, well, do I guess the game's over. Do you think that division or decision by Todd Bowles will impact who Baker wants to sign with in free agency? Do you think he'll still go back to Tampa, or do you think the I price think- tag went up a little bit because of that? The price tag definitely went up with how he played this season. I do think he probably does go back to Tampa. Uh, if you look at just the past two years he's had, he's been from Cleveland to Carolina to L.A. and now to Tampa Bay. Um, I think he wants to kind of find stability, wants to find a home. I think that will be Tampa Bay, although they're going to have to uh, pay a lot more than they would have at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, now we're talking 25, 30 mil probably because that's Easily. the going rate for a quarterback. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Baker, I mean, he left it all out there. He still got over 270 something yards. I mean, he, yeah. he gave it all he had. I love the decision to go for two down 14 or what after getting oh, yeah. the touchdown to, and then try to try to make it a six point game. I think that's the right call analytics. Uh, I don't like saying, oh, yeah. I don't like saying the word analytics, uh, cause <laughs> people say it way too much, but, um, I do think that the call to go for two right there was the right call. Yeah, you can't live and die by analytics, but in that case, they made the right decision. Because um, if you get it, it's a one-possession game. You're down by six. Yeah. You have a chance to win the game with your next touchdown. Yeah. So, uh, And then that leads us to Buffalo. Poor, poor Buffalo. I just – my heart goes out to him, man. Like, that just – Wide right. It's, 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 the, it's the suck of all sucks. Losing on a field goal. Uh, I know it. You know it. They know it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, that's not why they lost the game. Uh, Josh Allen missed a couple guys. Uh, Ooh, there were, he there, had were perfect there were, perfect. Did you see the ball yeah. that he threw for four miles that yeah. did, that just went right through Diggs' hands? I mean, that was a that ball perfect ball. was up in ball. the air forever. At the minute yeah. he threw it, I was watching the game with Anna, my wife, and, uh, he threw it and as it's in the air and not on the screen at all, I just went, Holy crap. Like that thing yeah. may never come down. <laughs> it's so funny because Josh Allen spent the first three quarters at that game, taking what the chiefs were giving him. And then that fourth quarter of the round, he's like, F it. I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. Time to just go in this game. And it's like, Oh, I think that might've cost you the game. Yeah. And then, and then the, the throw to the end zone was a little off. Wrong guy, just ah oh man, I hated it for Buffalo. Yeah. Um, they didn't. I, I really wanted Buffalo to win. I really thought it was their game to win, but something deep down is just like Patrick Holmes doesn't lose here. And that's the thing I think we're kind of forgetting is even had the field goal been made, I think that would have just set them up for Mahomes to break their hearts. Yeah, yeah. Um. But that, I mean, as heartbreaking as that was, that wasn't the story of the game. Jason Kelsey going ham was incredible. He was incredible with the moment they showed him. uh, Even the videos beforehand when he's just out with Bill's Mafia drinking from a bowling ball. I'm like, okay, this game is about to be lit for him. 
yeah, uh, he was he was a monster, and I loved yeah. every second of it. Like it, as much as we see Taylor on TV now, I I would like to see Jason just as much because oh, oh I mean Jason Kelsey was more of the conversation than Taylor Swift. I would say in that game. Oh no doubt, Taylor took a back seat. And I think she enjoyed herself watching him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, oh absolutely. Can, yeah. Get, yeah. Yeah. Give me a live feed of that suite Amen. before the Sunday. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So can you imagine if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, what that's gonna be like? Well, if here's, they make the, it there? here's the thing. We got a we got a little we got a little dilemma. As as the I'll be the resident Swifty of the Through the Garden podcast. <laughs> uh Taylor's got a show the day before in Japan. So Ooh. She's going to oh. have to go from Japan to Vegas in a very short amount of time. And uh, it can be done, but I would assume Tay-Tay is going to be a little tie tie. Hey, no place Probably, like a recovery but, than the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, she'll be there regardless. Yeah, it's not like she has to do anything. Yeah. She just goes to the suite. Yeah, well, let's talk about it. Let's see if she even has to be there because we got two games. We got two we games do. to determine who's going to Super Bowl. We got Chiefs Ravens in the afternoon, and then the nightcap is going to be the Lions Niners. The Detroit Lions are in the NFC Championship game. I can't get over that, but we'll start in Baltimore. Alex, who's your winner? You know, I really like the Ravens as a team, but it's also really hard to go against Pat Mahomes. And you know what? I've been wanting to say the Ravens this whole time. But there's something in my gut. It just I until he doesn't do it, I can't doubt Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I just can't. He is uh yeah, he's six for six now in going to conference championship games as the starting quarterback. And the Bears have not been to one in over ten years, and they've been to two over the past like thirty years. I don't see how that's relevant. <laughs> It's not, but I listen, <laughs> if you need just, if there's ever a moment where there's like, like this imaginary bat signal art where I need to bring in the bears futility in some sort of conversation, it could be anything. I can relate it to that. Uh, it's yeah, sad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Yeah. We do have plenty of bears to talk about, uh, which we will get to. I promise scouts honor. We're getting to the bears. Um, oh, uh, chiefs are a three and a half point underdog going to Baltimore. Uh, Patrick Mahomes underdog are, is two things you don't see in the same sentence a lot. Uh, nope. Jordan, what do you think here? I think I'm with Alex. Uh, the entire playoff run, I'm like, there's no way the Chiefs are going to make this run. And then they just defy what I think every single weekend. It comes down to Patrick Mahomes. You can't bet against him until he doesn't do it. So you have to say the Chiefs. That's fair. Tell you why. Tell you what. No, you don't. I will be the pump up for the Ravens. Lamar. Well, Lamar, big fan of Through the Garden. He listens to every single episode. Every episode. Lamar, now's your chance. All two of them yep. soon to be three. <laughs> yep. Lamar, now's your chance. Now's the time. You're the MVP. We already know that. Now's your chance. Now you're now's your chance to say I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. So you could bring me Patrick I'd like Mahomes. To see him win. You could bring me Josh Allen. You could bring me Tua. You could bring me whoever the hell you want. I am that dude, and I'm gonna get the job done. This is what he can do this weekend. And also, I'd like to add the Ravens defense is not just gonna stand pat to Pat Mahomes. They're not just gonna be like, oh, you got Travis Kelsey. My bad. Roquan's gonna be all up in there. Our boy. That's true. They're gonna they're gonna be. They have the perfect, like, we're going to blitz, but no, we're not. Like, they, they can confuse Pat Mahomes, and the crowd's going to be rocking. I'm I'm going Ravens. I'm going to say the Ravens get it done. I'm going to go against well, Patrick you know, there's, Mahomes. There's plenty of reasons on paper to believe in the Ravens winning this game. I yep. mean, there really oh, are. To sure. all the points you just made, it's just – you just have those teams and those athletes I know, where I know. when the lights are brightest, it's hard to go against them. And let me let me ask you guys this question. Does it ever just feel like sometimes in the regular season, the Chiefs at this point can just kind of dick around, do whatever, and then once they're in, it's like, okay, we'll just go on our run. We'll take it seriously. The other thing, too, that's interesting to keep in mind is let's say the Chiefs do win and they go back to the Super Bowl, Okay. That means adding to Pat Mahomes' legacy. So he would have already been to three, going to four. And 
think about it. The, he was always playing playoff games at home. So now if he makes it to the Super Bowl again, he will have beaten Josh Allen and uh, Lamar Jackson on the road if he does do that. Lamar, we need you, buddy. Yeah. We need you, buddy. Yeah, Mahomes can collect all the uh, Infinity Stones if he wins. And, and then he should. And then you know what? Just retire. Just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If he could retire today, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um. Okay. Night game. I'll go first. I'm a Chicago Bears fan, as are you guys. Detroit Lions are in the NFC North. This has been fun. We saw the first playoff win in 30 years. Then we saw them beat the Buccaneers. They're 2-0 at home. All the momentum in the world. They're going to San Francisco. It's America's team. Detroit Lions is America's team. We're flying a little close to the sun here, boys. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh, the, I, don't, I can't. Can't sit here and root for a division foe to go to the Super Bowl and have a chance of winning a Super Bowl before I see my Chicago Bears, especially the Detroit Lions, who have not won one since 1957. They have not won a Super Bowl. That was their last championship. My aunt, my dear aunt, she was born in Detroit. She loves the Lions. She's living her glory days. She's waited all of her life for this. Sorry. It's over. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. I will be as ninered up as you can be. rooting for the San Francisco 49ers because I cannot have an NFC North team making a Super Bowl before I see my Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl again. You kind of took the words out of my mouth. It's not personal against the Lions. No, no. I I love Lions fans. I think they're great. I think they're adorable. I have some good friends who are Lions fans, and I'm genuinely happy for them. Yeah. So I don't want to root against the Lions, but... I have to. It's... It's more of a testament to being a Bears fan. Like we yeah. are in the we are the ultimate state of misery as a Bears yeah. fan because we have we're the only NFC North team that hasn't won a playoff game within the past decade. Yeah. We haven't been to a Super Bowl since 2006. If the Lions go, you know, the only other team in the NFC North to have been there even longer was the Vikings and They've been to I a mean, championship just, game since since we have, you know? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Correct. I, I I mean that's the thing. It's just it's it's less of me not rooting for the Lions. It's just spare me as a Bears fan yeah. from any more misery. Here's what it is. it is. Here's <laughs> what it is. It's nothing personal. It's strictly business. Right. Do you think we want to be Bears fans? No. We this true. is business. <laughs> well, this is a business decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you guys. Uh, the Lions. Super fun story. And like you said, nothing against them. Uh, but as a Bears fan, I don't want to be faced with the reality that the Lions are making the Super Bowl. Because that would just confirm how far the Bears have to go to take the NFC North back. Yes. Shout out, George. I can't even yeah. say take yeah. it back because they've never had it. To so, okay, here's the thing. When Ryan Poles came on, he said, we're going to take the North and never give it back. To be fair, he never said when. So That's we're true. still right on pace. True. Uh, true. Yeah. Well, sorry. Let me, sorry to say let me pace. Say this too. <laughs> sorry. Go on. I have another point I want to make too. And I'm sure you guys will agree is I'm, I'm already in. Yep. If Let's the do it. NFC, if the, if the NFC North didn't have the lions in it and they were in any other division, I would be all. For oh, it, absolutely. All for it. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. 100%. Even yeah. in the old uh, N- NFC Central, if the Bucks were in the division with us, I would still be rooting for the Lions over the Bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that comes to a screeching halt. Shout out George Kittle. Uh, if you ever want to come on the show, open invitation. Anytime. Honestly, I feel like this is all set up for George Kittle to be a future Jimmy Graham type move for the Bears. They just signed him to a one year deal towards the end of his career because yes. you know he, yes. you know he probably wants to put he on comes, that navy and orange. He comes to Chicago, he wins a Super Bowl. We retire eighty five for him and the eighty five Bears. There we go. Problem solved. <laughs> All right, boys. So that's your uh, championship weekend preview. Uh, now we got some head coaching to talk about, and we were going to talk about uh, Harbaugh watch, but all be God, uh, that's over. He's going to the, he's going to the Chargers. Going to be the Chargers coach, which we all saw coming from a million miles away. 
Jordan, you were not particularly ever in for the Bears to be even in the conversation, correct? Yeah, um, and it's nothing against Jim Harbaugh, but it's a fallacy that comes up every January from Bears fans. It's annoying. It's annoying. We could have had Harbaugh. No, you couldn't have. You know why? The Bears want nothing to do with the man. They've never wanted anything to do with the man. Uh, This year has only confirmed that because he is back in the NFL two weeks after Ryan Poles was so confident in saying that he's a head coach in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's, uh, I, as soon as I knew the bears were not a part of it, I I think all signs led to the chargers. He's, he's talked so much about Justin Herbert as a quarterback and how he, how he loves, how he plays. So, um, it just makes all the sense in the world. He had a meeting with Atlanta and he canceled it. Yeah. And, uh, so, Alex, is this the kind of move that um, will catapult them in the West? Or, I mean, it's still Patrick Mahomes' division, yeah? I mean, it's going to be hard, but I think you're getting a big difference maker. And I'm going to be that fan that might go against the grain here on the show. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off the Bears didn't even give themselves a chance to try. Because you know what, Jordan, you're right. They, don't, they want nothing to do with him, and that's fucking sad because yep. they don't want anything to do with anything that's good. Yep. They would rather keep continuity for mediocrity because he's cheap and a yes man. They don't want to reach for the stars. They don't want to go out and try something that's legitimately good. Not, oh, we're going to think outside the box with a Canadian football coach. No. Oh, PTSD. Hmm. You could have had Bruce Arians that year. Yeah. You could have had Andy Reid that year. I'm so sick of it. So, yes, I do have a couple Bears points to to make along those lines. Um, at first, when Harbaugh's name came up, uh, I am a Michigan State Spartans fan, so I was like, it, it was a very weird spot for me to be in because anything, especially Jim Harbaugh, would have been an upgrade from Matt Eberflus. But oh, yeah. I did have a little bit of Jordan in me where it was like, this happens every year. He's not coming here. But I had plenty of Alex in me, too. It was like, of course you're not <laughs> going to do it because that would be the smart thing to do. And you're the Bears. Uh, it's just, we're not allowed to have nice things. You know that. No. You didn't even try. Didn't even try. If you would have gone and interviewed him and tried and say it didn't work out, I'd rather you try and it not work out. Then you wanted nothing to do with this historic offseason of coaches. Here's you wanted the, nothing yeah. to do with it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's here's why they didn't. First off, they didn't they couldn't find the whys of what was wrong <laughs> with the season. And then Ever they just green. and their tactics were just way off. So completely. Right, because your your tactics are hiring Ernie Acarsi and Bill Polian to advise you. Yeah. Woo! Bears. Bill Polian, who could be proved wrong if uh, Baltimore it's, wins yeah, the Super Bowl. It's sad. It's sad, man. I just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I'm happy uh, for Jim. I know his wife wanted to really be back in California. Uh, for the Chargers, I hope that this brings a fan base because they have a, they have a great quarterback. They have great potential. They have terrible uniforms, but they they just need they need something. They have that big old stadium that they can never fill, and nope. maybe this brings some fans. I don't know, but maybe the Chargers just need to move out of L.A. too. <laughs> maybe I think Jim will bring some excitement, uh, and then hopefully for Justin Herbert that it gets him some playoff. Uh, notoriety because i think he's really the best quarterback that no one really talks about yeah. rightfully so because the Chargers are a forgotten team but i think harbaugh probably fixes that yeah probably yeah uh other move unless alex you had more on harbaugh you could have honestly you should you should move the team i'm saying if you get yourself relevant again with harbaugh go back to san diego and get a real stadium yeah. that's what i would love to see yes go back to qualcomm give me qualcomm baby although i think they tore it down <laughs> Well, that's gone. Yeah, it's a goner. Um, okay, the other move of the day, Brian Callahan, who was the Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator, he's moving to be the Tennessee Titans head coach. Um, I don't know if that's an upgrade from Mike Rabel. Rabel. 
but eh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, you're I the, mean, you're honestly, the Titans, I, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think he got his job because yeah. you know he was in the same room as Joe Burrow. Oh so. yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll see what he, we'll see yeah, what they yeah. do. They need to figure that out. Will Levis is probably got. He has to be the guy for a couple years. Tannehill's probably oh, right. gone. More than more than likely gone. Derrick Henry probably gone. So they got some stuff to figure out down there. For sure. Um, Belichick, it's heating up with Atlanta. It's almost like he's taking these meetings with Atlanta and dangling them to like any other team to be like, hey, I might take this job, but literally nobody else is biting. So anyone else want me? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Please save uh... me from Atlanta. I don't know what he's doing, you know? Yeah, Atlanta has a 28-3 to lead right now in terms of landing Belichick. <laughs> so we'll see if they're able to complete the game. Yeah, I did see that um, there. I, I saw an ESPN Plus article today that had Belichick going to the Falcons and them signing Kirk Cousins to be the veteran quarterback down there. Yeah, that's a gaining Very I interesting think, pair. Yeah, I do think Cousins would, though be great in the Belichick ran team. I think he would uh, too, would but to watch. Yeah, yeah, I think he would too, but I think he stays in Minnesota. I think they, oh, they yeah. I think they just like each other too much, you know? Minnesota I loves so. Kurt. Kurt loves Minnesota. I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, I think so too, but I mean, if you put Kirk Cousins's production on that Falcons team, that that's not a pushover team. I mean, no. you not can see watching the Falcons plenty of times, you're like you know, all this team really needs is a good coach and a quarterback. And and yeah. a little bit of defense. A little bit. A little, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it was pretty solid last year, but yeah. you need a little more. Yeah. Yeah, it fell off towards the end of the season, but I think, to Alex's point, if you have the right quarterback, if you have the right coach, that could be a very dangerous team. Definitely. Um, any, more, uh, any more NFL talk before we get to Bears at the end? Anybody? Because nah, NFL kidding. and Bears are not on the same level. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest takeaway from watching last weekend's games is the sport that we saw last weekend was not the same sport as Bears games. No, no. You never it's see that different. with us. Yeah, it's completely different. Man, different. I think I'm going to give myself an aneurysm. I need that. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk some baseball before. All right? Yes. Uh, so Hall of Fame came out uh, on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, we had age. Oop, my computer fell asleep. Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer get the nod to be in the Hall of Fame. Beltre was a first ballot. Uh, Maurer and Helton, they were second ballots, correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, love, love this. I think all three are very deserving. I thought Maurer mm-hmm. and Helton were deserving last year. Uh, Adrian Beltre, one of the greatest third basemen of all time. Um, this all makes sense. The real story is who didn't get into me. Um, I think Andrew Jones was an absolute snub. Uh, Andrew Jones, I grew up in Atlanta. I watched him play lockdown defense in center field. I watched him hit bombs at Turner Field. Like, that's a Hall of Famer if I've ever seen one. And he was on a team with Chipper Jones and Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and John Smoltz, managed by Bobby Cox. Like, all these Hall of Famers around him. I think he gets lumped into that that uh, group. I don't see how he's in, not in the Hall of Fame yet. Yeah. I thought you were, I thought you were gonna say Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner also a snub in my opinion. He was yeah. also a Brave in 2010. I, he was mm-hmm. part of that crazy run in 2010 uh, that got absolutely just stopped and stomped by the wild card Giants. Yeah, uh, I mean honestly, Andrew Jones was definitely one of my most exciting players to watch growing up, but Billy Wagner should have been in. Um, and just kind of a shame that he didn't get in. Uh, yeah. This I think he'll get in next year. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, steroid boys still not in there. Gary Sheffield, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, Andy Pettit. Uh, they're not in there. Um, there's, we're just going to have this debate probably for the next five or six years until the steroid boys are all gone. Um, I don't know. Gary Sheffield. I didn't realize that Gary Sheffield was a career 296 batter. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone remembers Sheffield for his stance and his power. Tell me you never grabbed an. Tell me right now, you never grabbed like an empty uh, paper roll, like Christmas wrap roll, 
and did the whole Gary Sheffield swing. Tell me you didn't do that. Always. Oh, yeah. That's a classic swing. Yeah. That's a Hall of Fame swing. Yeah. Even now, correct me if I'm wrong, though. His defense, unlike Andrew Jones, not great. was pretty abysmal. Oh, not yeah. great. Not <laughs> yeah. great at all. <laughs> no, yeah. He was definitely a yeah. uh, liability. Not ideal, but it's the swing, Alex. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, of I mean, course. I can't. I can't not even the swing that. as much as the windup and then the follow through. Exactly. <laughs> How he caught yeah. up to velocity like that, I don't know. Yeah. But clearly, it was like he did the toggle and then that. That swing was like a ninja hack, where it was just lightning quick. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And he still has it. I saw a video. Oh yeah, uh, he's still hitting bombs. Couple, yeah. As he's smoking a cigar, just hitting bombs. I'm like, oh, Gary Sheffield, coolest uh, dude in the world. Uh, yeah. He doesn't need the Hall of Fame, you know. No. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, but Gary Sheffield in 2003 was on that Braves team the Cubs beat in the division yep. series. I very much remember. I very no. much remember. And it was such a unique uh, Hall of Fame class. I mean, obviously no Cubs, but the Joe Mile connection is so interesting uh, because the Twins were actually eyeing Mark Pryor, but they didn't think that they would be able to sign him. So then that's why they took Mile at 1-1. The Cubs land with uh, with Pryor at 2. It would have been interesting to see in an alternate universe Joe Mauer as a catcher for the Cubs for like a decade. Yeah, but yeah, but what about uh, what Joe Girardi? You know, I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what but about Michael Joe Barrett? Girardi G- what about Joe Girardi oh, and Michael Barrett and <laughs> or Corey Hill? Corey Hill, oh, you're, Henry you're Blanco, a big one, a big one. You're missing Damian Miller. What Damian are you doing? Miller, come Damian on. Damian Miller, yes, Henry yes. Blanco. The yeah. half season of Jason Kendall. <laughs> Jason yeah, Kendall, come on, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's play a game, boys. In right. the hall or out the hall? Uh, okay. Chase Utley, in or out? Hmm. I am one. going to say out. Okay. I'm going to probably say out, too. Okay. I would say in, I guess. I don't know. Just That's a close one. That is, it's that's right on the that, fence, right? It's kind of that no yeah. man's on yeah. the fence type you'll notice of, a, of it. Yeah. You'll notice a yeah. theme here, Alex. <laughs> uh <laughs> All right, Bobby Abreu, <laughs> in or out? In. I'm going to say in because of his home run derby performance. <laughs> For that yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is memorable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can also war, you can also say don't numbers, care. <laughs> the war numbers will say yes. Like the war numbers to say yes, but he was an all star only two times and he hit under 300 home runs. He I'm going to say he wasn't on the 08 Phillies team, was he? He was on the Yankees by then, right? He was a Yankee that yeah. year. Was he yeah. on the 09 Yankees? No, he oh. was on LA that year. Thank yeah, you. he was yeah, on the Angel. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mark Burley, I'm going to say out. Out. I'm going to say out too. Um, I have a very respectable career. Yes. Incredibly respectable. Great guy. White Sox um, Hall of Famer. He deserves his number retired, but in the, in the, for sure. in the large aspect taking in the major leagues, it just wasn't just there miss. for me. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. miss. Yes. Agreed. Just miss. Yep. Um, uh, K-Rod, Francisco Rodriguez. I'm going to say in for almost the same reasons that Billy Wagner should be in. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. I was actually thinking about K-Rod earlier today. I'm going to go in as well. Yep, same here. That's a unanimous. Uh, Tory Hunter. Uh, I'm going to say very memorable player. Loved him. Out. Yeah, uh, I think going to lean out too. Um, definitely some highlight real catches, um, but just not healthy enough yeah this isn't this isn't trying to say oh he was bad but a career 110 ops plus in the modern day just not quite yeah yeah okay last one i wrote down david wright third baseman for the new york mets i say in i watched him play a lot growing up in atlanta i went to a lot of braves mets games he was always on base he was always making a play. I think he deserves the nod at the Hall of Fame. If he was healthy, 
it would have been a no doubt lock, just Absolutely. like Troy Tulowitzki. Absolutely, if, yeah. Troy Tulowitzki and David Wright what a, would have been what a generational. Great, what a oh, great yeah. comparison! What a great comparison! Their talent yeah. was as good as you can get. Yeah, I would get. I would give the nod of talent wise a little bit to David Wright between the two. But you're Same. absolutely dead on because David Wright was just a little more healthy than Troy Tulowitzki, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really too bad. And yeah. I kind of think of a similar thing, though. I think it was more than just injuries. There might have been personal stuff, too. But if you guys remember when Hanley Ramirez came into the league and he was looking like a generational player, too, yeah. and then he just kind of tailed off. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of him, uh, next year's ballot, the first-timers, Hanley Ramirez is on that list. Troy Tulowitzki's on that list. Ichiro, I think first ballot. CC Sabathia, first ballot. Felix Hernandez, first ballot. Uh, but then you also have guys like Dustin Pedroia and our very own Ben Zobrist. So I don't see either of those guys making it on the first ballot. No. I don't super see Zoe even making it. No. But I think I Dustin think so, Pedroia yeah. has he's another guy that like the the injuries towards the end, but the Sox don't win that World Series without him. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah he's gonna be a fun case. I don't think he makes it uh one of those players that like Super good, super memorable. Um, you love watching his games, but I don't think it's Hall of Fame caliber. That's fair. That's fair. He's right. Yeah. He's right on the fence. He's with those guys that yeah. are right on the fence. I mean, two ninety nine career hitting. I mean, you know, you're looking at second base, so you're not looking necessarily for five hundred plus homers. But uh, what was I his mean, home run? Numbers... Do you have his home run in front of you? I 140. do 140. So okay. he only hit 20 plus homers once in his career. Uh, yeah, but, but second base, but, he was a leadoff guy, you know. I mean, his OBP 365, that's pretty good. His OPS plus was 113. That's pretty good. It, that to me screams Hall of Very Good. And so, all right, I'm I'm all right with that. I would take he that. He was yeah. an MVP. He was a multi time gold glover. He was a silver slugger winner. So, I mean, you the hardware is there. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then just to wrap up the Hall of Fame conversation, I like to remind everybody that there are 12 people on planet Earth that didn't vote Chipper Jones as a Hall of Famer. So just, so want, just always, yeah. always love throwing that out there. Well, no. wasn't the, I mean, Pedro Martinez wasn't a unanimous Hall of Famer. For I know. Some reason. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb. It's, uh, Everybody's dumb. These old I mean, men are honestly, dumb. Honestly, the whole voting process needs to be so stupid. Changed. Man. It's uh, like it's becoming yeah. a joke. Yeah, and there's tons of writers out there that have agendas. Or in Chicago, we can bring up Sammy Sosa. A lot of writers. Yeah, we can talk about that if you want to. A lot of writers are on their high horse about like, oh, he took steroids. He ruined the game I like to watch. There's no way I'm voting him in. Sammy Sosa not only saved the city of Chicago, saved the game of baseball in 1998 with his epic home run race with Mark McGuire. He put millions of fans in the seats at Wrigley Field. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, is that go beyond just the steroids because that's an entire conversation with the Hall of Fame, where to draw the line. But it's who and how are they evaluating modern-day baseball standards? Because, look, we don't value the pitcher win anymore because it's pretty irrelevant. So, you you know, when one of the benchmarks – one of the absolute, this is your golden ticket in, was 300 wins for a pitcher. Obviously, not every Hall of Fame pitcher had 300 wins, but that was like, okay, you win 300, you are is as shoe-in as you can get. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, you look at hitting. It's like, okay, average in hits. Again, no. what was a shoe-in? Standard, 3,000-plus hits. Plenty of guys without 3,000-plus hits, but if you had 3,000-plus hits, I mean, that that was your platinum ticket into the hall of fame you know people weren't looking at ops plus and war for the longest time and if you look at fan graphs and you look at their standard the standard for a hall of famer is in the 50 war range typically per fan graphs so 
How many people are even looking at that now? I can guarantee you a lot of the old curmudgeons are not looking at it. Definitely They'll just not. say, F or what is that good for? I remember <laughs> Vietnam, you know, so they wouldn't really yeah. value that as much. Whereas they value some of these other benchmark things. It's like, well, you know, some of them are so relevant. You know, you can have pitchers strike out 3,000 plus. You can have people get 3,000 hits. But in terms of, like, you know, pitcher win-loss record, that doesn't mean shit anymore. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a different – it's different. It's just weird, you know. But going through changes, whatever. I have one more baseball thing to talk about. I'm not happy about it. Uh, Reese Hoskins signed with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, he was uh, – I wouldn't I, – I don't even want to call him a – backup target for the Cubs because I think they could use Bellinger and Reese. Uh, but he goes to Milwaukee. Um, Jordan, you had a great point about the timing of the signing. Um, but I, I hate that it's Milwaukee though. Yeah. Scott Boris is a genius. Uh, this whole off season, he's been in a stare down with the Cubs when it comes to Cody Bellinger. He's probably aware that the Cubs viewed Hoskins as a fallback option. So not only does he make sure Hoskins signs before Bellinger, but he also makes sure that he signs with a division rival, just amplifying the need for the Cubs to get a deal done with Bellinger. Yeah, it's um, I'm sad because I wanted better for Reese. Now he's going to go to Milwaukee. And we were talking about the rankings of the division earlier, Alex, and I think Cubs, I think this is the Cubs division, especially if they get belly and maybe one more like Chapman or, or maybe even one more starter. I think this is their division. I think the Cardinals finished second and then I think it's the Reds and then I think it's the Brewers and then the Pirates as the consolation prize. Uh, the Reds scare me. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. I only put the Cardinals ahead of them because the Cardinals are spending money. Although I will enjoy watching us hit tanks off of Lance Lynn all summer, um, but yeah. I it's uh, I it's a historical thing, I guess. Like yeah, once, once the Reds like out. once the Reds pass that like make that hump, you know, then it's like it's a lion syndrome. Of it, the exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was mm-hmm. just gonna say that. It yeah. kind of reminds me of the Lions too, young oh, yeah. upcoming That's team. That's a fun and, team. Yeah, and like it's like oh, they might be a problem. Oh, hey, everyone yeah. in the country seems to like them except everyone in their division. Yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, They haven't won much in a while. Yep. They're, they're due for something. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, I look at the division, and I think the Cubs, I mean, you need multiple relievers. You can't go into the yeah. regular season with this bullpen. You need Bellinger back and then some. Because here's the thing. If you get Bellinger back, you better hope that he – gives you his production he gave you last year and it sounds like they're really relying on this bush kid they traded for and they're was, relying too much on him and i didn't mind the trade but it's like you better be right about this he's like i i, I was saying it earlier i just don't want to put all my eggs in that basket right now like i, 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 I we haven't seen enough risk. it's an until yeah. he like go if he shows up the spring if he shows up the spring training and hits like 320 okay you got me i'm in but He's got, like, I can't just like say, oh, we got this kid that's supposed to be really good. I'm all in because how many times have I done that? And it's been wrong. I can't do that anymore. And I think Jed knows that. I think Jed knows he can't go into the season. I'm not going to say go into spring training. Uh, Cubs fans, you have to understand that it's January 24th and this is an off season truly like we haven't seen before. There's still plenty of talent available. So the team that the Cubs have at the start of spring training probably won't be the team they have at the start of opening no doubt. day. No doubt. Um, and I think Jed knows that he can't go into the season with Michael Bush being viewed as one of the main bats that he added to the lineup. Yeah. So I think it will be Bellinger, and I think it will be a trade for someone that we probably don't know because we just don't know that person is available. At yeah, the it, may ju- it may be something that we don't even see coming. I hope we're blindsided right. by something incredible. Like, go yeah. ahead. Knock, knock your socks off. So, yeah. um, so Bellinger's still out there. Blake Snell's still out there. Jordan Montgomery's still out there. I don't see the Cubs making those moves, but it's just kind of surprising that those guys are still out there. I'm thinking the Red Sox should be in on one of them. I think Jordan Montgomery is probably going back to Texas. Red Sox might be in on Snell, but 
I think he last I heard he wants like two hundred and forty million. Oh, they want obscene amounts of money that they're never yeah, gonna get. So that's gonna have to come down uh before any team yeah. makes that type of deal. Yeah, yeah, it's a holdout right there. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, one more thing before we get to Chicago talk. Uh the Bucks just fired Adrian Griffin out of nowhere and then hired Doc Rivers. Um just that, that happened so fast. It was like that was it, insane. It was wild. Like I when they fired him, I'm like, you guys are like 13 or like 17 games above 500. Like, what are we doing? And then somebody said Doc Rivers. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then there they go. They get Doc Rivers. I don't know what this does. Like, I mean, they're already good. They're already going to win the division. So like, what, like, where are we going here? What are we doing? It sounds like the issue came with how Griffin handled defensive assignments and uh, Doc, was came in as a consultant last month and that probably was like a sign right there like hey i could do better at this job (laughs) yeah we're going to bring in this storied coach should be a consultant um that probably should have been the writing on the wall also espn blew up their finals broadcast uh broadcast booth to bring doc in and now he didn't even make it to the finals before returning to the league uh crazy so they're at least guaranteed the quarterfinals of the conference with doc i don't know if they can get further than that uh a sixers bucks conference final would be wild especially the way Embiid is playing this year just dropping 70 the other day yeah yeah just whatever that's our that's our basketball (laughs) nugget see we talk we cover everything always also the hawks only lost two to nothing last night in vancouver so good for them progress did they actually outshoot them they did in that game and i'd like to go on record now uh the vancouver canucks are my stanley cup pick there you go that is a great hockey team yeah they are they are just so sound and they probably should have beaten the hawks by more than that last night uh but our our new prince razik is (laughs) uh, he got a two-year extension with the hawks and i i think i love him (laughs) I think I love him. I got to love something. Bedard's out for another six weeks. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we got the Nick Felino extension and we got the Peter Morazic extension to celebrate. Yeah. Yep. What, did I, what did I, did I say Nick Morazic? Is that what I said? Or did I yeah. just say Morazic? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, Nick Felino, Pete Morazic, you know, whatever. One entity. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. You guys ready to talk Chicago sports? Uh, let's do it. I know we end each episode with Chicago sports, but yeah, yeah it's time um, to get to it. Okay, well, let's talk about the poll that I put out. So if you follow through the garden on, on Twitter, I put out a poll this week. I said, by the year 2030, will Chicago celebrate a championship? And if so, who would win? Uh, 69% of the votes said, yes, we will celebrate. And all the comments point to the Cubs as being the ones to win the World Series or a championship in general. Uh, so that's for the for the rest of this decade. Would you guys be okay with one Cubs World Series championship? Better than nothing. Better than nothing. Yeah, Absolutely. Better than nothing. Absolutely. I think the Cubs are the most well-run organization in town right now. Maybe, I, maybe the Blackhawks making a push for it. I, yeah, the Blackhawks are making a push for it. I think... Yeah, I think it still has to be the Cubs. Yeah, it's weird because like Cubs fans hate Jed Hoyle, but I don't think he's done a terrible job. Um, yeah. But if we're at opening day and this is the roster, yeah. then it's well a, run, yeah. well run yeah, organization. Yeah, well run organizations. I go number one Cubs, number two Blackhawks, uh, number three Wolves, number four Fire, number uh, no Sky. number three Red Stars. Number four, yes. Wolves. Number five, Fire. Number six, uh, Sky. Uh, number seven, uh, do we have a rugby team? <laughs> we do. Aren't them. they like the Wolverine? Yes, like the, them. Something? They're yeah. on marquee. They're number seven. They are, yeah. uh, and number eight, uh, the, do we got the return a, of the Chicago Rush. Yeah, do, right. yeah. Do we have like a do we have a do we have a roller hockey or do we have like a <laughs> a, a roller derby team? In Chicago, well, Chicago uh, Steel are still around. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, literally anybody else in the Chicagoland area. The Windy City Bulls. The, yes. Oh, yeah. the Chicago, Chicago dogs. dogs. Yeah, Chicago Dogs. Yeah. yeah. The um, Boomers. Yeah. Uh, and, boomers. and then the Bulls. And then the Bears and then the Sox. Sounds about right. Okay. Great. Although it does sound like the Sox are getting that new park, so that'd be great. You know what? If it happens, I'll be very happy for them. Uh, I, I, it would be very, it would be the right move for them. I'll say yeah. that it'll be, it would be the absolute right move for them. And you know, I don't, I don't dislike guaranteed right field. I just think you're doing a disservice by keeping it at 35th and Shields because yeah, you're 100%. just surrounded by parking lots. Yeah. You don't have that entertainment area that you can potentially build with a new stadium. Yeah. And Didn't is, they have love- the option in when they were building, uh, the new park didn't they have an option of putting a new park right next to where they were going to put the United Center? Maybe. Wasn't that a wasn't that an option? It to put sounds one in the West familiar. It I does think there kinda, was something yeah. going on. Okay, because yeah. that well, because the, the big threat was to move to Florida, to St. Pete. Right. Yeah. Whatever. But Jerry just wanted the sweetheart deal, and unfortunately, when it was first built, when it was called Comiskey Park Two. It was basically a modern cookie cutter from the 60s and 70s because that was like, what, the year before they built Camden Yards that brought back the retro type? Right, design. yeah. Right. Yeah, and then, yeah, and the then cookie cutter. So they built, uh, yeah, they built New Comiskey and they were, and basically every other team used that as like, how can we make that better? Yeah. Basically. And so they, yeah. by doing so, they went back to the old retro. So it was built kind of at the wrong time. And, the Sox have been kind of forced to every single year try to keep improving it. And I, I, I love the food at Guaranteed Radio. Oh, best phenomenal. food in baseball. Best food yeah. in baseball. Yeah. You, walk in, you walk into the Far concourse away. and you just smell grilled onions? Sign oh, me up. So good. Done. So oh, good. Yeah. You guys Done. ever have their Irish nachos? Those yes. are, those are awesome. Amazing. And you know what I like, too, about Comiskey is that uh, you can drink the beer out of the can. They give you mm-hmm. the can. Big yeah. fan of that. I do like that. that. Uh, but of course that takes away the ability for, for cup snakes. Uh, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of canned beers. I don't know. The, I mean, really the only thing I don't like about that ballpark is I feel like the upper deck is too high and too steep. It yeah. feels like you're watching yeah, way true. up high on yeah. top of a cliff. This new, uh, if the, if the renderings are right, uh, the, the renderings that I saw, they're trying to bring the old Comiskey back where you're kind of on top of the outfield, like you're on top right. of the field. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, so that would be Better cool. have a view of the skyline, too. Amen. Yeah, they built it in yeah. the wrong direction. All right, so that was Sox. That, when we did Hawks. We did Cubs. Uh, Bulls, they blew it against the Suns. Uh, Zach is out again. They probably can't oh, no. trade him because they're going to get pennies on the dollar for him. So uh, empathetic towards them. They were... Even they screw I mean, themselves going to get over. pennies on a dollar even before the injury. It's just dumb, man. They're just, Honestly, they're going nowhere. Just they're, move him, and they're gonna I mean, <laughs> and they're gonna re-sign Demar. They're gonna yeah. keep Zach. They're just gonna do the same thing. They're wasting Kobe White, which is a weird sentence to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we're wasting That's Alex Caruso. Vooch is yeah. there and cool. I don't know. Yeah, and that's why, like, I know there's not interest around the league, but. At this point, just bite the bullet and move Zach for whatever offer you get. I know yeah. you're yeah. going to lose some credibility once you make the trade, but nobody wants so, to come to Chicago yeah. either. Like what well, free agent is like, I no want to go play Zach for the Bulls. And that's partially the problem. Yeah. It's just whatever. Um, and Anzo Ball's never gonna play again. Uh, yeah. Oof, I know. <laughs> I saw a picture the other day of him and a Zach just standing next to each other. I was like, oh, I remember when? Remember when this happened and we were like, oh my god, it's happening. Hey, that was a fun first half. That was a <laughs> no, that fun was a first... yeah, that was a fun ten minutes. He was and, yeah. and Lonzo was playing some of his best basketball. He was he so really was. good, yeah. man. Yeah. He was well on his way to being an all star that year. Oh, right? but as we've yeah. established, we're not allowed to have nice things. No, no. I mean uh, Connor Bedard broke his freaking jaw from the <laughs> from the Devils. Freaking devils, man. And they did it in the second game, so we couldn't even get them back. Right, right. I mean, good for Nick Foligno for immediately dropping the gloves afterwards. Nick Foligno, Blackhawk for life. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and here's the thing is I was looking forward to this winter, you know, early in the month. You know, I'm going to go to a few games. I'm going to buy some tickets, you know, 
off the resale market. It's a 25, 30, it, it, I, I should say more 30 to 40 minute drive to the United Center. Coming home, it's like 25 minutes when it's at night. It's I just get right on the Eisenhower. It's right by my house and I go straight there. But without him on the team. What's the point? Right. Yeah, you're, st- no. you're still going to pay 50, 60 bucks for nosebleeds. Yeah. Add on 30 more dollars for parking. And Add then, another listen, 20 for beer. Literally, when I went to the Bulls game the, a few weeks ago, I bought one hot dog, one beer, one thing of French fries. That cost me like 30 bucks. Yeah. yeah for those crazy. three things. It's crazy. The hot dog is very good. Don't get me wrong, but sheesh. Yeah. Uh, you know, the so the Falcons' new stadium, they uptick the price of the tickets a little bit, but the concessions is cheap on the inside. Like, I think beers okay. are only like $4. And they do the same thing with the Masters. If you go to the Masters, you know, I, well, you have to enter a lottery to get Masters tickets. And then you go to the Masters, tickets are ridiculously priced. But once you're in Augusta National, the concessions is like a dollar for a bottle of water, like $2 for a sandwich, yeah, $3 for awesome, a beer. Yeah. Like, it's, it's manageable. And I would almost be more okay with people going in that direction, like uh, paying a little more for tickets to get in. Yeah, that makes sense. Then making concessions cheap. Because, you know, I, I, I don't have any kids, but, like, can you imagine, like, family of five going to a ball game? It's like, oh, I want a hot dog. I want this. I want that. And it's like, you've already paid, like, $100 or something for the tickets. Now you're at, like, $30, 40 $40 a head for, oh, for yeah. the game. And it's and and then you're leaving by the seventh inning because nobody's paying attention. So it's just yeah, yeah. Can't imagine being a pair right now. For sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Bears mock draft. Mel Kiver. <laughs> we got Caleb Williams. Bears taking number one. Roma Dunes. Uh, how do you say his name? Rome. Rome. Roma or Dunze. Yeah. Yeah. Wide receiver number nine. If he falls to number nine, I'd be shocked. Um, yeah, it's me a run on. Can I just? Can I, I'll say this, and I'll let you guys talk too. This is where I think is this is right now gun to head. This is what I think is going to happen. I think we're keeping Justin, and I think we're trading out of one, and I think we're going to try to get Marvin Harrison. Interesting. Okay. I just uh, this organization is the dumbest in sports, mm. and. They just stick to their guns until there is no powder left in the barrel. Is that if that even? I don't know guns. I'm not a gun guy, so I don't know if even that makes sense. But they they will sip out of this cup until it is dry at the <laughs> bottom. And I think they still believe in Justin. They are if if you believe in Matt Eberflus, you better believe in Justin because there's more to believe in Justin than there is Matt. So. I just I don't see them making the splash move. I would trust Ryan Poles right now to make the right move. If he were to trade out of one to go get Marvin and then to go and then use nine to get whatever. I don't know. I'm just going to trust that he knows what he's doing and move on with my life because I'm not going to get invested in Caleb and then them <laughs> not do that. And I'm not going to invest any more in Justin and then trade him away. I'm just I'm I am at in the state of whatever. Just whatever. Sure. You cannot hurt me any more than you've hurt <laughs> me. I have no hurt left in the tank. Just do what you're gonna do and let's move on. That's where I'm at. I don't know. If yeah. if I had to guess, they're gonna keep Justin. And then everybody's gonna make fun of us for it. Yeah, I I, I don't even want to think about it right now because it's like I feel like whatever decision they make the opposite of good is going to happen they're going to keep justin and he's not going to play like we hope or they take caleb williams and he's a complete bust and justin goes somewhere else and he balls out i just it, it's so exhausting yeah i think the honestly i think the shocking move would be if they did keep justin uh i've heard about today the simplest solution is often the right solution the bears have a quarterback problem they have the number one pick. The simplest solution is taking a quarterback with the first overall pick. Um, and this is the draft to do it. Uh, and I, 
and don't get me wrong, I I know the Bears are filled with making the wrong decisions, and I know they don't always stick to their convictions. But I will say, one thing Ryan Poles has done is he's had a decision and he stuck by it. Whether that was a Chase Claypool trade, whether that was trading the number one pick last year, which was a steal of a deal, uh, he he does go a hundred percent in the direction he moves. So whether that's keeping fields, taking Williams, I'm not worried about the on the field aspect of the construction of the roster. I think that's in a good spot. Here's two things that we can hang on to. One, we now at the time of this coming out, we have 63 days until opening day. Yeah. Number two, we can always count on the Packers to lose when it matters. That is where I will leave this. <laughs> and to that end, I will say the episode of this podcast should be George Kittle would love this podcast. George Kittle will love this podcast will be the title of this podcast. There we go. Alex, Ooh. what are we starting next episode with? Hmm. All right. I'm just going to will it into existence. Do it. A big signing by the Cubs. Let's go. Signing or trade, one of the two. Big sign or trade by the Cubs. I love it. Jordan, what are we starting next episode with? Uh, let's go with the White Sox officially announcing the new stadium. Ooh, that would be oh, interesting. That, I can, yeah, I can see that. I can that see would that. be interesting. Um, okay, I will start mine with, you ready for this? Let's bring some joy into this world. Jalon Johnson, contract extension, six years. Let's do it. Why not? It's a little okay. it's a little early. Okay. It's a little early, but why not? I just want something good to happen in my life. We need it. We need it. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh make sure you like, subscribe, and all the things and stuff at the different platforms. Follow all of us on Twitter and the show. Uh we'll be back next week uh when we talk about all of the three things that we just said. Oh yeah.